Good morning. How you guys doing? Welcome to the Comics Experience Graphic Novel of the Month Club. It's our meeting for February of 2023. Uh, and we've got a really fun book uh, this month. It's unfamiliar. And we've got Haley Newsom right there. Hello, Hello. Haley. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. We're we're about to talk about comics, so there's nothing okay. nothing I like better in the world. So um I always I always start I start and end with the same questions because I because I like the book end of it. Uh the first question is why comics? Of of all the things you could be doing in the world, what is it about comics that you were like, that's the thing I gotta do? Well, um, firstly, I mean, I guess this is like terribly obvious, but when I was little, I just was obsessed with them, like um, like strip comics like Calvin and Hobbes and Garfield and stuff. Like I just really, really loved them. Um, and I was always trying to look for plots and stuff beyond them. I didn't realize that comic books were like a thing. Um, so <laughs> I was always trying to chase like threads of stories throughout like the like funny paper, you know, in the newspaper. And then um, it's also because like, I just loved art and writing so much. And when I realized that you could combine them so seamlessly um, and really be a control freak about your project and like, um, you know, show the audience exactly what you're imagining. It just was like the most wonderful thing I could imagine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned strips as your as your entry point, which is a thing I, I hear all the time that yeah. uh, strips are the first thing. What what were the what were the first comics though? That like you know the long form uh, that you encountered. So um, I was like. Uh, I remember a friend in like fifth grade or something brought some manga to school. And uh, so I started, I kind of in that range. Um, it was also uh, like, I watched Invader Zim a lot as a kid and I found out that he started out in comics. So I ended up reading Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, probably a little too young. Um, so those are probably my two entry points is like manga for young girls and then like Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. <laughs> <laughs> which which are about as opposite on the spectrum as you could possibly get. I love that. Yeah, it showed me the range, it. you know. <laughs> yeah. When when did you when did you know that you wanted to make comics? So, when I was really little, and I think this was before even I started reading strips or like I didn't put it together, I used to draw pictures and then write the dialogue on the back of the paper like I was trying to reinvent what comics were like I couldn't understand I couldn't think of like the the speech bubble makes a lot more sense honestly it's better for the reader right. um but I think I was just like naturally inclined towards this combination and so yeah I, I don't I, I can't even remember like when when I first realized that that was an option but I've been doing it for a long time yeah yeah um uh did you go to school to study art Yes. So um, pretty quickly, I realized like the only way I was going to be happy is if I could do art as a full time gig. Originally, I was going to be a storyboard revisionist or something, you know, one of those more like more realistic like entry points for, for an art career. Um, and I went to Alberta College of Art and Design. Um, uh, Canadian school is kind of a hack, actually. It's a lot cheaper, even if you're international and they don't make you do the core classes like you don't have to do like two more years of high school classes, you can just get straight into the art. So <laughs> um, that was a really good experience for me. Um, I learned a lot. I was deeply humbled <laughs> there, which I think is critical for every artist. Um, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did, they, did they have a comics program or were you, you were just taking sort of general courses? 
So um, ACAD's focus, there was a, there's a program within the school called VCD. It was kind of focused on like these industry jobs. So it was like concept art and character design were the two different, wait, yeah, no, graphic design and character design were the two paths. But um, if you went down character design, you could do comics, you could do storyboarding, you could do um, concept art for like movies and video games. That was the direction I went. Um, and luckily, even though there wasn't like necessarily a huge comic focus there, I had a couple teachers who were super encouraging. And I would just be like, I know this is the assignment, but can I please do a comic? And luckily, some of them said yes. So, um, yeah. 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 You're, uh, you're, you're, in, you're in California, as I understand it, right? Is that right? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of moving around a lot right now, but uh, yeah, I've been based okay. in LA for the past like two or three years. Um, I moved in March 2020, did, did which is not ideal. Did you grow up? Did you grow up in America or, or, or not in Canada, right? You... No, yeah, no, I, I was only in Canada for school. Um, I, I grew up in this like small town in Idaho, actually. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, what, did your, what did your parents think about you? going to, to college in Canada, and then for art? Well, so um, honestly, my parents, they're just like, I mean, they're like cartoonishly supportive. Um, and I was basically just talking to them, at, you know, as a high schooler, just being like, okay, I don't want to do a bunch more high school stuff. Like, I'm, I'm desperate to get into art and like hone my skills and get better because I'm like, you know, I want to be able to do this as my job. Um, and, you know, they were just trying to, like, basically help me and figure out what what I could do. And, and my mom's actually the one who took me to Canada for us to look around there. We looked at Capilano. We looked at a couple other Canadian schools. But ACAD, just, like, the tour just left a huge impact on me. Like, they had, like, a forge. And uh, they had, like, a hallway where you could just do as much graffiti as you want. Like, it just it was, like, this very creative place. And I knew I wanted to go there. But, yeah, my parents are great. <laughs> Nice, nice, nice. Got, gotta love that. Uh, yeah. they're, they're, and they're, I, I have to, I have to assume that they're happy with your success uh, in, in, in comics. Yeah, a little bit. Um, every, <laughs> a lot of the time, they, they find themselves in bookstores, um, casually bringing up that that you know this book is their daughter made and stuff. It's very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool. That's very cool. Well, where did where did the idea for Unfamiliar come from? Um, so I think, <laughs> I think it was actually like, I was at a bit of a pain point in school. Um, like I like to focus on the positive aspect, but, uh, there was a period where I had, I was having issues with one particular teacher and also just like struggling to like find my place at school, especially in the early years, you don't get a lot of like freedom to express yourself. It's a lot of just like study, 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 um, you know, lecturing and really, uh, technical stuff. And I was like, I was starting to feel like I didn't like drawing anymore because it was just, it was so, there was no time to do personal stuff. I didn't feel like I had time for my sketchbook, which is like, that was like my main coping mechanism as like a young person was just drawing. Um, and it was weird for it to turn into this almost like mathematical thing. Like I understand why, um, but uh, yeah, I, I basically was just, I was doodling one day in the summer between two years and I was feeling pretty concerned. Um, I had just been like, rejected from a bunch of internships and stuff and I was like oh no like this is not going the way that I expected it to um and they kind of were just like they were like these comfort characters to me and uh stories sort of just naturally unfolded it the core of unfamiliar is kind of feeling like your ability is not enough um and I think that that's like a painfully obvious parallel for how I was feeling that summer 
Sure, sure. Did you did you still at that point did you think you were going to go into storyboarding or whatever professionally? Or, yeah, or well, at that point were you like <laughs> comics I I'm am making comics. So I was thinking, you know, like storyboarding was like my realistic plan and because I was like I didn't get those internships. I was like, oh well, maybe it's not that realistic. Maybe I should just go for what I actually want to do, because <laughs> um, this like halfway point of like trying to be like safe, it's I mean it's still incredibly hard to do. So like, why not just go you know straight for it? I guess. Sure, sure, sure. Um, uh, so so unfamiliar is is a web comic on on Tapas. Uh, did it it started at Tapas or did it start somewhere else? So, um, yeah, it started at, 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 um, at Tapas. It was called Tapastic at the time, I remember. Um, and uh, I used to host on Smack Jeeves, but that, it fell apart, <laughs> I think, before Unfamiliar. Um, but that, yeah, I was just frantically looking for, like, some sort of legitimate hosting site because the one I had been using just, like, fell off the internet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what was the initial reaction? Was it, did it, did it blow up fast or did it take a while to build? So it was kind of shocking. I was definitely like, as I was working on it, I really didn't think anyone was going to read it. I think that's very common when you're working on something alone. You just don't know how people are going to react. But the first couple pages I put up, um, the editor at uh, Tapas like uh, contacted me, uh, like the, the first couple pages. And uh, that was one of the great things, especially at the time about um, Tapas was that they were, extremely like they were always looking for you know up and comers and new people to like support and promote on the website um so yeah he basically contacted me and was like hey can you put can you put these five pages into one episode and then we'll feature it mm. on the front page and i was just like that was that was when i was like okay this is serious like i need to take this seriously like this could be an opportunity for me and like <laughs> after that the youtube started to pop off and like you know, they worked symbiotically and it was just, it was just great. But yeah, it was, it was a really good response right off the bat. So that was really lucky. Yeah. You've, uh, you've, you've really managed to make social media work for you in a way that's really, really, really rare for comics people. Um, you've got, as I recall, something like 300,000 people on Instagram. You've got a million two, I want to say on YouTube. Um, at least that's what, when I looked it up. It, it may be a bit bigger by now. Um, mm -hmm. What do you, what do you attribute that to? So I think it's because I grew up on the internet and like, I think I pretty quickly realized again, this was like, you know, the whole time I was in high school and like through college, I was just desperately trying to figure like, okay, how do I make this work? Like I know that it's hard to be a professional artist. Like I was looking for any opportunity and um, I pretty quickly realized, especially with like the golden age of YouTube, I was like, okay, there's a bunch of niches that aren't being served. Um, like the speed drawing content and stuff on there. I feel like it's a little boring. It's a little too specific to artists only. Um, and so I just basically was like, <laughs> I think I know, I think I know something that's missing here that like I would have liked to see when I was younger and learning how to draw and stuff like that. So yeah, I just, I, I knew that like any way you can get eyes on your work is, you know, it's critical, right? So um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I, I saw the potential at a good time and I think I got in at the right time. And I think that's, really what's helped me keep keep momentum up yeah yeah, yeah no because it's i mean it's it's tricky i mean obviously i'm a i'm a 50 something year old man it's a little different for me but uh <laughs> yeah. you know we we try to build our presence and it doesn't you know and mostly it doesn't happen uh it's it's uh it's weird how the algorithm works 
Yes. And it, it only gets trickier. I mean, the more, the more accessible that content creation becomes for everybody, uh, the more you have to stand out, the more you have to do something special and weird and, and keep trying over and over until you get your chance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about the book? And this is maybe a, a weirdly phrased question, but how do you feel about the book existing as a physical book now, given that you, that you started off as web, it was like, it was all sort of intangible at a certain point. Yeah. Yeah, no. So, I mean, all of my work has been like JPEGs and MP4 files for like years. And, you know, I mean, it, of course, like all the um, the comments and the, the the kind words and stuff like that means the world to me. But there really is something about holding your work. Like I, I never really printed out pages or anything like so. I would work on a page, I would upload it and kind of forget that it like exists. Um, it wasn't like, I felt incredibly emotional when I first got like a test copy from the publisher. I was just like, you know, it, it's like, I, I think I wasn't appreciating the work that I was putting in and it, it is extremely gratifying to like, to see it in a bookstore that I used to go to all the time is like, it's just mind boggling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, does, it, does it make it feel more real? Yes, uh, tremendously. I mean, yeah, even though I am like such an internet denizen and I have been since I was like 12 or whatever, um, there is, yeah, it, it feels incredibly, it feels like, I, I feel like I can call myself a comic book author now in a way that I couldn't before, which is weird because like I respect web comics. Like I don't, I don't know where that comes from, but um, yeah, it sure. like changed how I perceived my career completely. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think intellectually, I, I might attribute that to, you put web comics up and they're free. They, yes, they do monetize. True. There is a way to monetize it. You will eventually get money from that. But mm -hmm. from, from a consumer point, someone in order to buy this book, they've got to come and they've got to take $16 out of their pocket, you yes, know, and put yeah. it down on the counter and, and buy it from someplace. That's it's different. You know, it's a different kind of equation, you know? Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you feel like even with all of your success, doing web comics on the YouTube channel. Do you ever feel sort of that imposter syndrome of, you know, I can't believe that people are okay. Big time. I mean, it is a constant struggle. Um, but yeah. you know, I mean, there's ways to balance it. And, and, and a lot of the times the, the best way for me to kill imposter syndrome is to just like stop just focus on the work and like stop thinking so much about myself. Because um, I mean, it's really the only way. There's so many artists who are so insanely talented. And like, it's if you just think about that, like, yeah, it's impossible to not feel like like this must be some kind of mistake. But um, yeah, really just all, all I can do is like, just focus on the stories I want to create and do them as best as I possibly can. And just be grateful, I guess, that I'm in this position, because otherwise it yeah. is like, suffocating <laughs> um, yeah yeah does it does does your success on the internet make you feel like you have to work that much harder just to keep what you have already does that does that make sense as a question yeah i think so i mean i i think that um youtube in particular is a is an incredibly punishing platform <laughs> um you know, I've had to take time off or especially when the book, um, you know, there's, there's points at which I, you know, couldn't upload as much because I was focusing on the book. And even now I'm trying to increase page output so I can get volume two out at a reasonable pace. 
because volume one, I mean, I did it very slowly and like I took long breaks and, you know, I was in college, there was a lot going on. So um, yeah, like <laughs> the, the feeling of like constantly being able to like lose everything is like always there, especially on YouTube because yeah, <laughs> yeah. consistency is so important there. Right, right. Yeah, no, I so saw you like you the the algorithm will will lower you if you don't keep making more videos all of the time all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It just seems like a lot of pressure when you're also trying to draw a comic because drawing a comic is an incredibly time-consuming business. Yes? Yes, it's extremely time-consuming. The only thing I think that could be worse is animation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, especially if you're drawing the same panel over and over again with a very <laughs> slight difference each time yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's that's a little that, that's a little crazy making um mm -hmm. uh whereas i'm assuming i'm assuming that you're you're able to do videos relatively quickly like in yeah, terms of yeah. in terms of division of labor i guess for sure. Yeah. And, and my art, you know, my art, my YouTube videos, I kind of let it slide a little bit more. Like it's a, quite a bit sloppier, I think, than like anything I do, I guess, like professional illustration kind of stuff or anything for the comic. Cause like the comic, like there's so many things you can mess up, you know, there's continuity errors and like, you know, all these things you got to think about the background rotation and all this kind of stuff. So um, it requires a lot more brain power in the pure artistic sense the video stuff it's more about like i'm trying to keep coming up with something interesting to say <laughs> um mm -hmm. which you know that's that's the tricky part there they're completely different i guess challenge wise yeah no absolutely absolutely i'm a, i'm assuming that you work purely digitally Yes, yeah. I used to I used to cut out screen tone and like do the whole manga thing, yeah. um, which was super fun. But it is if you're trying to do a lot of work in the week, it's not a good idea. Um, right, right. Digital is just fast, you know. Yeah, um, and you're. It, I I didn't actually go and look at the web comic because I, I I was encountering it through the book. Uh, yeah. Are you are you doing are you a are you a scroller like this uh, on the web comic or is it pages? Yeah, no. Luckily for me, I started this comic and I have been doing web comics for so long that like the page format is what I'm completely used to. You know, I was. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm trying to remember like the first web comics I even read. Like they're you know <laughs> I've been reading them for a long time. So yeah, I've always been. Um, I think I looked at like the Dark Horse page format like when i first started mm -hmm. doing comics because i, I mm -hmm. wanted the opportunity to print it in the future which thank god i did because it got printed but um but uh yeah <laughs> uh i don't do the scroll and i don't think i would ever adapt that format just because even though it is much better like to read online i just uh i always want the opportunity to turn it into a book and having to reformat it just like i don't know like i don't like that idea <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I've I've talked to a couple of people who uh, who have done scrolling comics, and then they had mm -hmm. to go and do all the labor to to turn it into individual panels, and then have to rethink about everything that they had done. You know, mm -hmm. because you make a panel that's that's this tall, and you've got to fit it down into this space all of a sudden. That changes the nature of the panel itself. Yeah, completely. And, and I, yeah, I, I think that when you, when you've trained, um, like based on like the idea that someone's reading them in a certain way, uh, you feel, I feel like I would lose a lot. Like I'm sure there's a lot of cool tricks and stuff you can do with scrolling. I know that's true. 
Um, but I just don't know them. So I feel like mine would just be, it'd just be panels stacked on top of each other. And I think that's much more boring. Um, yeah, 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 very much so. Uh, if, if anyone watching has any questions, we might do a little Q and A if you've got good questions, but, but we'll come back to that. I just want to mention that to anybody out there, put them there in the chat bar and, uh, and we'll, we'll get to it at, uh, at a point. Um, so Haley, what, what's your, what's your process when you've, you okay so first off do you do you write scripts do you do you like do a word version of the comic first and then do the comics or do you just start drawing so it's a little crazy what i do is um i have a grid of before i started the comic i did have like a, a rough sort of like story spline situation where like the beginning and the end were very clear and then things got a little more uh, vague in the middle. Um, when I'm actually sure. like making a chapter, um, what I'll do is I have this like grid of tiny little <laughs> rectangles and I do like the tiniest little thumbnail and I don't have dialogue because it's too small, but I like get a sense of the panel flow and I get a sense of like um, what the characters are talking about. Um, and you know, if there's like an especially funny joke or something like I'll make sure to write that on the side, but that, that is usually what I work off is these incredibly like there's like this big, um, little thumbnails and that's how I, I write out the whole chapter that way. And then I go back in and kind of like start drawing it, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So like, so like two or three inches tall, uh, thumbnails. Yeah. Really small, like way too small to even, I have to make them that small because otherwise I get into like, you know, actual drawing mode and I have to just be in like, you know, imagination world and just like barely giving myself the reminder of what I was picturing, you know? Um, that's kind yeah. of how I do it. Yeah. And, and what are you doing like chapter wise? Is it, it's like 10, 12 pages, something like that to go? Yeah. I think it's like 15 on average or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I, I, mm -hmm. I add or subtract, you know, I'm not like super strict about it. It's like whenever I think it would Oh, be sure. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, and that's actually one of the really great things about digital doing it digital is it, yes it can be whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, because if you do traditional comics, right, it's gotta be 20 to 24 pages and there you can't, you can't do a 15 page story. You, you just can't. Because uh, yeah. that's, that's not how the, the, the printing process works, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, are you, so, so normally I talk to artists who are, who are working first for print. And so they're very, very conscious of like page turns, right? That, right. that every, every other page has to be the page that gets you to move. Mm -hmm. But that's not necessarily how it works with digital comics. How, how do you think about it when you're, when, when you're sort of concept, the, the conceptualization stage? Yeah, so this, yeah, this changes it a lot, actually. I've, I've realized now that it's in print. Um, the way I was thinking about it really was just like, I mean, I was thinking about it as people would receive it. And, and the biggest focus for me was actually like thinking about like, okay, they've waited like a week or, you know, whatever <laughs> for this page and they're going to have to wait again. So the comic turned out very fast paced, I feel like, because I always wanted to give them something, you know, like a little something I, I didn't want to have these like long, like 
you know, Ghibli-esque pauses in it or anything like that because I always wanted a little joke or, or something, a little hint to something every single page. Um, and I think if I was originally working for print, I think I would have a lot more like pausing and like, you know, um, setup kind of stuff, uh, which I think in my next project, I might try to like slow down a little bit. But yeah, this is, that was something that really changed the story for me because, because of this fear of like not giving people a satisfying enough page, um, to wait for. Yeah. So you're, so what you're saying is, is that you're essentially putting your page turn on every single page. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, what's, uh, how do I frame this question right? Uh, what's, what's the, what's the way, the right way to set up a page so that you end up with your page turn at the end of each page? Does that make sense as a question? I think so. Um, I mean, yeah. So try like, it and we'll see. Okay. Uh, I've, so, I mean, I guess the, the way to do it is just, I mean, yeah, putting yourself in the audience's shoes and, and, and just trying to like imagine what they're wondering or imagine what they want to see. I mean, that that's at the core of like a lot of the way that I approach everything that I make. I think like if I, if I was here seeing this page and this was all I get, like what would I want to be in there? Um, mm-hmm. But it also comes from my own natural, I guess, uh, impatience and like desire to get to certain things, which I think is maybe a little bit, <laughs> a little bit immature. But, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure if that really answers your question. Um, yeah, I'm I'm thinking about it in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of the flow of the page. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and how and how the eye goes and where you want to end the page at, like. That's a that's an interesting challenge. Every, for every page, it's got to be a challenge. Still, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is, and and I do worry about like um, being like I, I I really love like novelty in comics, and like um, uh, you know I really admire comics that like change up the format a lot. Like um, I mean I, I like a lot of comics that are like you know panel 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 panel, but like certain comics like um, what was it like. Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me or something. It was, it was one of these comics that has like a lot of panel breaks and a lot of really interesting stuff like flowing together. And I, I really admire that. So I try to emulate that. Um, I try to do it a little differently every single time. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing I, I notice about, about a lot of your pages is they don't have, um, there's, 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 there's fewer, there's fewer gutters between panels <laughs> than in a lot of comics is that um is that a conscious choice yeah i think again it's like this condensing i'm like i don't have i don't have space to like waste on gutters Mm -hmm. i want Mm -hmm. more art and more dialogue i never i never feel like i have enough space for like all the dialogue and art that i want to put into every single page i think that's why Mm -hmm. i'm slow too because like Mm -hmm. um i think i could make pages faster if i just like relax and pull back a little bit um but yeah, I it's not a super conscious choice. I don't think I ever looked up what like standard gutters were, which is probably bad. But um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know that there is a standard. I mean, that's that's the great thing about comics is that yeah, it's it, it's its own language, and and we're making up that language as we go along. You know, yes. in a way, gutters are like punctuation, but you don't have to follow the rules necessarily to make comics. You know. Yes. It's one of the things I yes. love about comics, in fact, you know. It's true. It's it's like one of the best parts. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Do you do you do you spend much time thinking about the shape of your of your panels and how they and and what emotional weight comes from a different shape or a different size or yeah like one of the things I try to focus on like I, I dropped using like the line tool a long time ago because I really love the like I the whole comic feels a little like wobbly I don't know how to explain it but like that's something that I actually try to I try to keep like a little bit of wobble and I also yeah like the gaps between them like I mainly change the gutters and everything based on like how quickly I want someone to read it and perceive, you know, the time moving forward. Um, and yeah, so um, I try to, I try to change things up, especially when the characters are in like a, you know, a scary situation or they're like not sure of something I'm trying to like tilt them and like do, you know, mm -hmm. do things that feel um, a little bit less grounded and a little, um, it makes it a little more stressful. I feel like uh, for, yeah the reader so yeah just yeah, yeah. i'm always trying to get them in the headspace of the character so sure no that makes a lot of sense well uh, how long does it take you to do a page on average uh it, it depends a lot um obviously on like the backgrounds and like how much you know what's going on how much dialogue there is that kind of stuff um it mm -hmm. usually takes me like like when i when i just sit down and do it um it only takes me like a like a day or something um, but my biggest problem is that I have like these other things I have to do and like, yeah, like the YouTube stuff. And every time I take a break from the comic, it takes me a while to like get back in and be like, okay, what was I thinking about here? Like, what was I trying to do? So it depends a lot based on how, what other stuff I have to do in the week. So sometimes it takes mm -hmm. like a week, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. just cause it's hard for me to get back into that like headspace and be like, you know. And I can be a perfectionist about it, which I, I know it doesn't <laughs> necessarily look like that, but um, there's a lot of panels I redo and redo and redo because it's like, it's just sure. have the right vibe, you know? Um, sure, sure, it's sure. Such, it's such an intangible thing. So it's like hard sometimes. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it looks it looks like you spent, you put a lot of work into this. There's a there's a looseness to it, which is which is yes. really nice. But I, I don't think that you're, I don't think that you're crapping this out, you know? I, I, it's very <laughs> okay, clear yeah. that you're, it's very clear that you're that you're putting thought and work and effort into this and and you know uh, setting it out. Um, uh, uh, do you so like in terms of your of your thumbnails? Are you kind of are are you more than the current chapter that you're working on? I mean, are you working ahead in your thumbnails, or are you just here's my thumbnails, then I draw it. Then I thumbnail the next section, then I draw it. So what I do is um, basically uh, I, I'm like working like two on two chapters at once. Um, I mainly just have okay. actual thumbnails for the, the chapter I'm working on, but the, because there's like things that, you know, <laughs> that affect each other, um, sometimes I'll have sure. like a little mid section in the next chapter that I thumbnail out just so that I like remember everything. It's It's very loose. It's very like, um, it's very like based on like, oh, I don't want to remember this. So I have to go to like, oh, page seven, the next chapter, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that's basically how I do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you also, there's, there's also the Chekhov's gun that, you know, you've got to, yes. if you're going to have a gun, you, you, you got to put it in the story early on. You know? <laughs> yes. Yes. Not a gun, but you, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. No, no. Volume uh, uh -oh. not going to have a lot of guns, but <laughs> Yeah, I know. What you mean. Really, I thought I thought that it was. 
I was expecting yeah, Plancha gets an Uzi in the next one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you said earlier that you that you know what the beginning is and you know what the end is. Is that mm-hmm. is that chapter by chapter or is that for the length of the book? That's for the length of the book. Um, so I I when I originally um, like thought about unfamiliar and what it could be. I knew I wanted to make it as long as like, I wanted to be able to expand it um, as much as I wanted. So uh, I had this episodic engine, which is the ghosts, right? Um, And then I had character arcs and I was like, okay, I just need as many Mm -hmm. ghosts as it takes to complete these character arcs. Um, Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so that's, yeah, that's basically how I did it. So I was like, I need to know the ending because otherwise I'm going to write myself in a corner. Like I always used to when I was 14 and making like, comics about misunderstood demons um so (laughs) i needed to know you know where i was going but i did not want to like completely fill out the middle because i wanted that freedom to like expand things and i'm really glad i did because there's a lot of character development that i think i i didn't realize how long it would take or um i wanted to get deeper into it and i think if i had completely like scripted the whole thing out i would have been more resistant to um Mm. to that like expansion Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are there are there things about the character and the story that have changed because because of this process? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I think originally when I was working on this story, like a lot of the ensemble characters were just not going to be as big of a deal. And um, I'm really happy, you know, I was more in this headspace of like, again, thinking of it like a TV episode um, where I would just drop these side characters. But I started to realize how much more satisfying it is for characters to return um, rather than constantly introducing the audience to new people who they don't care about yet. Um, And then that, of course, made me want to flesh them out more. And yeah, I I, I think it made the story a lot better um, than what I was originally picturing. Yeah. Well, and I think especially that you can see it like in episodic television, particularly that quite often the star characters will go on to be the life of a show, you know, yeah. uh, yeah. think of a, of a really obvious example. And this is way before your time. So maybe, <laughs> maybe it won't be an obvious example to you, but I'm thinking like happy days, right? Like happy mm-hmm. days was originally about this, you know, 1950s family and they were a family. And then Fonzie came along and just mm-hmm. took over the show. Everybody yeah. wanted to, to, to see a hey, the Fonz, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that changed like the very nature of the show ultimately. Um, yes, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I I know that you're that there's going to be a second book. Is mm-hmm. is that does it end there? Do you think you're going to keep going? So I think volume two is going to be a. I'm calling it a stopping point so that I don't. Um, freak out but also yeah I, I want to be able to like revisit this story but I think mm-hmm. I mean I've been working on unfamiliar for a really long time um you know it's always a little like painful to to even put a pause on on characters you care about so much but there is another project that I'm I'm desperate to work on and there's just no way I can do them both at once so sure, um, sure. yeah um the uh, the the second project what whatever it is and obviously don't you don't have to talk specifically about it but are you are to what extent are you working on are you like sketching out characters are you loosely trying to figure out the plot 
Yeah. So um, the, the, the things that I'm allowing myself to indulge in while unfamiliar is still going on are, yeah, like um, little script tidbits, a uh, little like concept arty kind of stuff, um, you know, trying to figure out I, this is this story is going to be very different from unfamiliar. It's not going to be as comedic. It's going to be for an older audience. Right. So um, I'm developing a different style for it, like slightly different, you know, um, so that's basically what I'm doing. Yeah, character design, a yeah. uh, little bit of scripting, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you do you do most of your thinking about the comic while you're doing the comic, or do you do a lot of it like when you're out taking a walk or in a shower, or like kind of how does how does it divide out for you the the the, the, the thought process of it. The thought process, this is the most like, yeah, this is the most like, um, it's hard to just force myself to do. Like, this is the one thing I can't just like sit down and force myself to do is like when I'm, when I'm thinking about the plot and like how the characters are going to come together, that kind of stuff. It's always, yeah, like on a walk. I think the first time I actually thought about Unfamiliar, I was on the bus. Like, it has to be these situations where like, I've just like, it just like comes to me naturally because when I've tried to force it in the past, it's just like, it just feels, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, sometimes it's like sketchbook time, you know, like when you're just like sure. sitting down and drawing for fun, that's a great yeah. way to try to like make that happen naturally. But yeah, most of the time it's like, I'm out and about somewhere. And I'm like, Oh my God, wait, I got to get in the notes app so that I can thumbnail this later. Yeah. 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 Uh, have you, have you had a situation yet where you've come up with that idea during a walk and and then and then forgot the gist of it by the time you got home so i i usually don't forget like the plot beats but there are times where i'm like that's so funny like i'm gonna have them say that and then i come home and i'm like what what, what was, was it joke? yeah yeah what was <laughs> the joke yeah yeah, yeah. Gone forever. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny that's pretty funny do you um it, you know, th this is a children's book, uh, or well, basically. middle grade, yeah, kind of. Yeah, right. Um, do you have you ever reached a point in the story where you thought, oh, I should be more, more grim, or more adult, or more, or 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 is the tone like work all the time? Does that make sense as a question? I don't know if that makes sense yeah. as a question. No, I think I know what you're saying. Um, Honestly, it's it's usually the opposite. Like so far, my experience, especially like working with other people now, it's like I'm like, oh yeah, why can't I add this aspect? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, you can, but um, <laughs> like your audience is kind of young sometimes. I mean, technically, I think it's labeled as like YA, which is interesting, um, but it, it appeals to a pretty broad range. So um, I think that because I grew up with relatively grim media as a kid, like I usually want to push it farther um, and am, am trying, you know, I pull back a little bit uh, now, but you know, I, I just feel like I as a child was so comforted by stuff that would like actually talk about like death and like, you know, um, the, the scarier aspects of the world sure. because like children, children are aware of all these things and like dancing around them, I feel like just makes it worse, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, very, yeah. very, very much so. I and I mm -hmm. uh, to the point where I actually think that children can handle a lot more than than we as adults um, <laughs> yeah. want to give them. You know, because we're afraid. Oh no, we'll ruin their innocence. Yeah, and I we won't though because they live in a world. 
that, that yeah. and the world has rough stuff sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. and talking about it and giving them the tools to be able to emotionally deal with that is never a bad idea, you know? Exactly. Um, That's exactly how I feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, I mean, obviously you're very in contact with your readership. Um, mm-hmm. Are there readers who have grown up uh, as you've been doing the comics at this point? Yes, and that's the bizar- that's bizarre for me because like hearing someone say like, "Oh my god!" Like I I started reading your comic in middle school, and now I'm at college or whatever. I'm just like, yeah. "Oh my god! How long have I been doing this?" Yeah. But it's wonderful. I mean, I feel I feel so happy because that was me. Like I had artists like that where I was just like you know, it, 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 it hit me at an important time in my life and it changed the trajectory of my entire like path. And to be on the other side of that, I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh man, that is, I could not feel like luckier in those scenarios, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty fantastic. That really is. Mm-hmm. Um, ben, are there any, are there any questions or has it been, you, you got nothing? I'll come back to you. I'll come back to you. Um, very good. Uh, so let's so let's talk a little more about process. Um, when you when you're doing, let's call them a 15 page chapter, just to make mm-hmm. it easier to talk about. Um, do you do you do each page in full, or do you do sort of you know the the art the the line art for the 15? and then go do the lettering and then go do the coloring or do you do it all page by page or in chunks maybe? I I do it page by page at the moment, which I I feel like is a slower process. Um, I I am trying to actually, for the rest of volume two, I'm trying to do it more in batches. Um, But I think that when I started the comic, uh, my schedule was just so crazy. Like I was just happy to get a page done, you know? So there was almost no looking forward. Yeah. Uh, in, in terms of the difference between between the line art and and the coloring, do you do you find one of those processes more enjoyable? Yeah. Uh, I so initially I really liked the coloring process. Once I opened up my color palette more, now I'm much more preferring the line art um, mm. just because like uh, I, I, yeah, color palettes can be a bit of a struggle sometimes. Like um, I, I think that like the line art is exciting because you're, it's like the skeleton of, of the art. And, and so it's very satisfying to see it come together. Um, but it changes, you know, like uh, I've been doing this for so long. So like my favorite stage of drawing, it's constantly shifting, um, which sure. I think is a good thing. Yeah. 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 No, it means you're. It means you're engaging with each part afresh all the time, which is good. Yes. Um, do you do you do essentially a penciling and an inking stage, or are you just doing the line art? So um, I will blow up the thumbnails, mm. the tiny thumbnails, and mm-hmm. I used to just use those as sketches. Nowadays, I do like a bit of a actual like penciling stage over top because they're so. I mean, they're so rough. Like it's like smiley faces, you know. It's sure, not sure. not even the characters. So um, yeah, now I now I do have a penciling stage, but I didn't mm-hmm. used to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And do you um, do you feel like like where's where's the most freedom for you? Is it is it in that penciling stage or is it in the finishing stage? 
it's in the thumbnailing stage. It's in the thumbnailing stage. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because that's the one where, like, you know, I'll be like, I'll like forget to eat or like <laughs> forget to do anything because you're just like so like in the. Yeah, that's the most fun part because you're not having to worry about execution. It's just like, it's just like trying to translate what is going to happen, and it, there's so much potential there. As soon as you start actually executing, it's like you know you're thinking about it on in a different part of your brain where it's just like, hey, you know, this could be a little better. Like redraw that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there, is there any, is there any part of, you know, facing that blank page that, that you don't like? Um, sometimes, I mean, it, it is, it depends on if I like, I have a deadline and I should have, you know, I should know farther along. And sometimes I do get frustrated because I, you know, I need something to happen in a smaller amount of pages than I have. Um, right. or than I, you know, it, there's frustrations there, but most of the time it's incredibly just like satisfying and fun. And I think yeah. it's also because I never force myself to thumbnail like almost ever. So I don't have any of that, like, you know, bad energy around it. Yeah. 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 Have you, have you hit like a point where you had writer's block, for example? Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think more than writer's block, I, I have artist block more, I would mm. say. Um, mm. I have more issues where like some, some weeks I just feel like I can't draw. <laughs> right. um, and that's frustrating. Uh, but I think because I've spent so much time with these characters and I've thought about them so much and, you know, I'm thinking about them on walks and stuff. Like sure. I, I feel like it's, Oh, I almost never don't know what they, how they'll yeah. react to a situation. So it's just about coming up with the right situation. And then it, it's very natural. Yeah. You, you mentioned, Earlier that you that there's an editor at Tapas. Did I, I? What is an editor's relationship to you? There are they doing like traditionally an editor is is going to look at your 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 script, but it would be thumbnails in your case, and then go, yeah, maybe you should change this. Like, are you getting those notes ahead of time, or is it or is it happening? a little more later in the process. So it actually, I guess, I mean, I, I believe that was his title at the time, but I think it would be more accurate to call him like a, like a curator or something like what he was really doing, at least as far as I'm, I don't know the full range of what his job was, but he, he didn't tell me um, at least any, like to change anything other than putting my pages in one episode. Right, um, right, right. Uh, and yeah, it was more about, uh, I think like finding people and populating the the front page with interesting up and coming comics and supporting the artists and getting them in the creator program, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, for unfamiliar, I've had zero editorial uh, like assistance in that way. Um, yeah. Do yeah. you, do you think uh, as a young creator that that's good or bad or, or neutral as well? I think it's very webcomic-y. Um, yeah, I think sure. that, yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how unfamiliar, I, I'm sure unfamiliar would be very different if I had another hand, you know, guiding me. Um, it was such a personal project. Like, I just, you know, a lot of that early stuff was me just like, <laughs> just like, um, sort of even subconsciously just working out everything I was going through. And if I was thinking about it more in like this, like industry way of like, sure. you know, what is the most entertaining best way to tell this story? It would be completely different. 
So I think it's I think it's neutral. I'm I'm glad that there's a space where people can just be like sloppy, like emotional artists. But I'm also sure. glad that editors exist to make really polished content. Um, yeah. I'm trying to find a middle ground, honestly, uh, at this point in my career. Yeah. Do you do you think that your next project will will be that same kind of web comic uh, approach, or or do you think you'll be a little more formal? Uh, yeah, I, I really hope to find a middle ground. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people, I think, <laughs> who, who never really loved a group project, but, um, sure. but, uh, I do think that I would, I, I would be open to having, you know, a, a, a bit of more of a team rather than being completely on my own. Um, yeah. so I'll, you know, I'll have to see, um, there's, you know, I've talked to people about it before in more of like an editorial capacity. So, uh, it depends on how I move forward with it, but at this point, yeah, I, I don't really know because I'm I'm just trying to get through unfamiliar and then then really. No, I, I understand. I, I was just just trying to feel it out, you know. For yeah, the, yeah. For the you know, did, if if a if a way makes sense to work, then you should work mm -hmm. that way, and you know. Mm -hmm. But I also am curious if you thought about the other ways, you know, because oh, yeah. uh, you know, in the much more traditional way. What you do is you pitch a publisher on an idea and then they say yes or no, you know, mm -hmm. which is very, 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 very different than doing web comics where you just do them and see what happens, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I, to be clear, like, I think that a bit more structure would be better for my next project, especially because it's less comedic, especially because it's more serious. I, I am like hoping to get more in that uh, sort of situation yeah. um, and definitely not be so. Uh, isolated as I develop it because unfamiliar was like a secret, you know, like <laughs> it was yeah. something that I didn't show the world until there were already, there was already like a chapter done. So sure. Yeah. Sure. No, that makes all, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, how about your lettering? Uh, I'm assuming that this is a font based on your hands, handwriting. Yep. You're not, yeah, so you're not, you're not, you're not hand lettering it. You're, Okay. No, <laughs> look horror on your face. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh my god. Okay, my handwriting is not le like is not legible. So like I yeah I had to make a font. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's one of my top recommendations for for new artists. Like if you make a font of your handwriting, it's quick and it looks great with your art automatically, and it's just yeah, it's the best. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I especially like your font because your font um, looks handwritten, whereas, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times, I'm sure you can think of examples where you see a, a computerized font and it's very obviously a commercial font, you know, rather than, you know, uh, a, a good, a good, good hand, a, a good hand lettered font in comics looks dirty, looks a little messy. It, it mm -hmm. looks... It has some grit to it, you know, which is, yes. I, I like it quite a bit. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that, that little grit uh, is like, it's at the core of the aesthetic. So um, mm -hmm. yeah, the same thing with the bubbles. Like my, one of my ultimate comic pet peeves is like a perfectly, like a shape tool bubble. I'm like, mm -hmm. I, I don't like it. I want, I want it to be like wobbly. <laughs> yeah. So are you, so you're, you're, you're drawing your balloons then? Yeah. 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 Are you um, just like from a from a mechanical point of view? Are you doing the lettering and then drawing the balloon around it, or are you drawing the balloon and then fitting the lettering in it? 
so I did it the other way um, for a long time. I, but uh, yeah, no, now, so I, I have my thumbnail, I do the panels, then I type in all the text that bubbles around. Um, mm -hmm. And then that way I can move the sketch around to make sure that, you know, it's not crowding. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I used to draw the bubbles first based on what I assumed would be the right amount of space. Sure, sure, <laughs> um, sure, sure. Which I, I do not recommend that. <laughs> Yeah, no, like I said, everybody does it a little bit differently. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it it you know, and and in in sort of traditional comic book making, you know, what, what like Marvel and DC, uh, mm -hmm. the artist will draw everything, and then a different person is the letterer, and yeah. will like cover up the art. You know, I know, I will, I can't, I, yeah. I like that would freak me out because it's like I I need to know how it's going to look at the end before I draw anything really like i mean yeah that that like structure of the panels and the bubbles like i need them because otherwise i don't know you know is it going to be squished up against their face like <laughs> that's that's yeah that would stress me out i think yeah yeah no it's you know it's it's a great deal of fun and uh and i i i think you i i think you're you're a, a very talented cartoonist i, I oh thank I, you I, I just want you to know that you know so um <laughs> yeah um, when you, when you play with, when you play with space, uh, mm -hmm. on a page where, I mean, just, I mean, I'm just, I'm randomly picking out a page there, sort of like that one there where, where the, the camera is outside of the frame or mm -hmm. at the bottom, the frames are overlapping. Um, yeah. how, is that. Is that intentional ahead of time? Is that, oh, I need to, I need to squeeze something to fit it in better. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I mean, uh, so some of the volume one stuff I've, it was so long ago, I can't really recall, mm. but I think in general it's intentional. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm working digitally. So if I really need more space, I'll just like lasso tool, you know, right, <laughs> resize right, right. things, whatever. So generally like if something's overlapping, it's because I, either think it will look cool or you know i read something in understanding comics at one point that leads me to believe that i should do that <laughs> um, so yeah do you um do you read a lot of comics i love comics yeah i i um you know I, i'm reading a bit more like novels lately I, I usually like sort of switch on and off but uh yeah. but i mean i yeah i absolutely adore them and they're very inspiring i um, the most recent series that I got super into was uh, Girl from the Other Side, um, mm -hmm. which I think is like, I mean, Jesus, the the inking in that is like, it just blows my mind. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a it's a that's a very beautiful book. Um, mm -hmm. Are you do you mostly read uh, manga, or are you reading a fair amount of of European and American comics as well? So I really love, like, I love Scott Pilgrim. I, like I said, Jonah Vasquez, like, I just devoured everything that mm -hmm, he made. Mm -hmm. um, I really like indie comics. So mm -hmm. um, that's what I'm interested in, really. I don't read a lot of, like, you know, superhero floppies or anything like that. For sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, anything, like, Oni Press type, type stuff and, like, mm -hmm. um, yeah, indie, indie comics, I, I, I like the, the... Do you read things like, say, Love and Rockets? I haven't read it yet. I I, I really? think I'm a little I'm a little behind on yeah. um, on yeah. on recent stuff because yeah, yeah. I but um, but I mean 
I'm, I'm des I'm looking through your backlog of interviews to find comics to read because uh, <laughs> looks like a lot of good stuff. Well, that's a compliment. Thank you. I, I, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think you'd like the Hernandez brothers. I mean, but particularly mm -hmm. because it is, you know, it's very slice of life, but, oh, yeah. but boy, those guys can render, mm -hmm. man, do they draw, they just draw <laughs> so well. I, uh, uh, you know, because I think there's, I, I think that there's a, a broadly a difference between manga art which has characteristics which are um are exaggerated you know mm -hmm. um yeah. versus that, that sort of more european and american style which tends to be focusing more on the realistic art not that there's not realistic manga and there's yeah. certainly cartoony american and european comics but broadly i would say um i would say that uh but clearly you, you know, you're clearly a fan of, of manga. I can see it because of the, that cartoony exaggeration, you know, their eyes turn into stars and yes. things like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's borderline Looney Tunes. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that that is I love I love exaggeration and I love when people do weird stuff with the the format. I mean I, I totally understand. I think a lot of people prefer more representational stuff and I, I think it's incredibly impressive, but I feel like if I'm I, I always want to like understand why it has to be a comic and why it wouldn't mm -hmm. be better as like a TV show or like, you know, uh, a regular novel. And so mm -hmm. pe when people do bizarre, you know, stretchy borderline like animation kind of stuff with uh the art i'm like oh, i'm reading a comic right now like for real you know mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think the other thing the comics do, do really well is they allow you to play with time uh mm -hmm. in narrative that mm -hmm. you can't do in a in a movie or it's it, or it's difficult yeah. to do in prose um mm -hmm. but you especially can't do it in a movie because a movie mm -hmm. has to it ha everything has to unfold after each other thing. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You can flash back, but it's not the same thing the way that comics, comics can really play with time in fascinating ways, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. Sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, it's true. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I, I, I went into lecture mode. I, I, sh I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't do that. Um, okay, so the, uh, have you, and is, have you, tried working with other people um not too much mostly in school um yeah. i mean i i have been just working mainly on unfamiliar and youtube for mm -hmm. uh, since i graduated um and even a little bit before so mm -hmm. I, I would be excited to to try I, i'm currently um i have someone helping me with the flatting right now for the end of volume two which mm -hmm. has been a really good experience like um so i'm open to working with people in the future yeah I I just I would love to like one time see you draw somebody else's story, you know. I just, would love just, to do that too. <laughs> just to see what might happen, right? You know, like mm -hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. It's a different set of muscles, you know. For sure, and and I did do. I mean, most of my assignments in school were like that. It was like you know, here's what you have to draw. Like this is you know, it's based on like. Because it, it was a Canadian school, there was a lot of like, here's Yukon poetry that you're going to have to turn right. into an illustration. Um, right. So I'm totally open to that. I mean, uh, I, I definitely in the future hope that fewer of the jobs are on my plate sometimes yeah. just so that I can do more. Um, 
but yeah, yeah I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what the future will hold? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I wonder if with the way that you've specifically structured your career and your social media, mm -hmm. like I don't, I don't, I don't know if you can pull back from that, right? That's the tough part, right? Like it's hard to get off this ride, you know? yeah. Um, unless you're off forever, especially yeah. with YouTube. Yeah. That's that that that's a weird. I'm not a set of handcuffs. Obviously, it's not a set of handcuffs because it moves your career forward. But it's yeah. uh, it's an interesting place to be in, and I think you're the only person that I've spoken to who's who's has that much of a you know a, as a part of your process. You know. Um, yeah. So, I'll For I. Sure. I I, I would love to ask you about that again in like 10 years from now to see, to oh, see yeah. like how much you think it, how I mean, how much has it changed over the last five years? Let's say. Uh, I mean, it's changed tremendously. Like, uh, you know, I mean, social media and content creation is constantly shifting and that's one of the things that makes it so hard um, because people's appetites for things change. The algorithm switch from, views to watch time so like right. now people who take a long time like all my videos you know i put hours and hours of footage in and i have to shrink it down to 10 minutes that's how mm -hmm. that's my format so mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. you're constantly mm -hmm. having to adjust um but mm -hmm. i mean the thing that's stayed consistent is that it's always valuable to have that audience especially when you have a book coming out or something like that and yeah um and and stuff so yeah it's, it's changed tremendously the whole the whole energy of the audience is different now. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. If, if, if I can, and you can totally say, I don't want to answer this question, but I am super curious, uh, in terms of the comics work, are mm -hmm. you, are you getting most of your money from the comics and the money that Tapas is paying you, from the advertising or are you getting more money from YouTube? Um, so it's, yeah, I haven't gotten my first like payment from unfamiliar yet from the printing, but um, I suspect that it's going to continue to be mainly YouTube. YouTube is, yeah. has been my supporting, like the, the thing that's really been my income for a long time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I feel like comic creators are, uh, you know, generally, it's it's a little bit less lucrative than 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 some other fields and social media is like <laughs> yeah. to put it lightly um, to put it mildly to put it mildly yeah yeah social media is the opposite like I mean yeah. if if you ever hear someone with millions of subscribers saying that you know they're not making ends meet like be very suspicious of that sure. because it's it's a bit of an overpaid industry I feel like sure um, so yeah it's by far the majority is YouTube. Interesting, though it's it's funny because I I I I know that I view you and I think that you view yourself as a comic book person first. Yes. <laughs> as opposed to a social media person first, right? Yes. Yeah. No. I mean, I I feel like that is YouTube has always been supplementing my comics career rather than the other way around, just because I love storytelling and yeah. I can't do that as much on YouTube. But um, yeah. I mean, it's not that I don't love making videos and everything. Too. Oh, sure. But, sure. Yeah. That, that also seems like a much more emotionally healthy place to live. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Because 
when you're living yeah when you're full like i'm a youtuber mode like every video every you know analytics every change in the algorithm you're just like tortured it's like horrible um so yeah it's much better to be focusing on you know the projects that you really love um and yeah and and that keeps me going on youtube too because then yeah I, I, I have like a feeling of self-worth in my career beyond how you know every video does yeah 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 um I, I just out of curiosity do you have any feelings about sort of the nature of digital creation whereas the people on the top as you noted make a ton of money mm -hmm. and the people on the bottom make nothing yeah and when i say nothing i mean literally nothing yeah <laughs> uh, a lot a lot a lot of people will make content make hours and hours and hours of videos and never receive a penny for it um yes. is it is it is that a hard thing to deal with or do you do you just go that's the the, the way of the world uh i mean yeah it's it's difficult again like like i said i mean uh seeing really talented people like struggling is always hard like it's it's painful just from an empathetic standpoint but also yeah. because you know the the imposter syndrome again like comes flaring up dramatically right, right, it's right. like why me um that kind of stuff but uh for me i mean the thing that gives me hope is like i you know um i do feel like at least unlike the old school way of like making it you know you always have another chance you never know when you're if you're making consistent quality i really believe that if you're making consistent quality content online eventually you will get your shot and if you have a backlog of awesome stuff mm -hmm. um that's gonna be a big deal and that's gonna like that's gonna, you know, really lift you. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I do feel like, in it, you know, compared to how things used to be, at least there is some level of like reward for that, like that, like consistency. But you know, it's tough because sure. a lot of people can't put that kind of time in for years, waiting for an opportunity. You know. Sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, it is a little painful, but I, I do think that compared to like the level of, you know, gatekeeping that you have to get through to make it as an artist i i'm just mm -hmm. grateful that like patreon and all these things exist for for people to get their work seen no matter who yeah. they are yeah no I, I i agree with you i just uh you know i know that we've got 300 hours or something like that of interviews <laughs> that are just like this just yeah. as in depth and you know i think we've made 150 dollars total after eight years you know yeah. which, which is crazy when you think about it right like uh yeah. eh whatever um i i really i really appreciate you uh you uh being patient with my questions along these lines because i don't get to talk to someone in your position very often oh uh, yeah no i'm happy to talk about all of it. <laughs> and it and it fascinates me you know because it's it's a it's such a different model than the traditional model of making comics where you live or die based upon your ability to sell a book uh yeah. as opposed to other things you know um mm -hmm. It's interesting. So, um, I, I really, yeah, and I really appreciate the time that you've been you've been spending with us today. I I'll, I'll start to wrap it up. We always end with sort of two final questions. Um, the first one is is, and you've mostly answered this. Is is um, uh, uh, what else? Is there anything else you want to plug? Obviously, you're working on Unfamiliar Two right now. Mm -hmm. 
how close are you to to being done uh, with the uh, with book two? It's it's looking like we might be able to get it uh, out by the end of the year. So oh, I'm, wow. I'm, that's what I'm really hoping for. Wow. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then yeah, other than that, I mean, it's just my I go by Lavender Town on on the internet. You can find me basically anywhere under that yeah. username. <laughs> Yeah, and and so when you're done with Unfamiliar, are you going to immediately launch into the next project? Is your intention, or are you gonna take a break, take a pause? Uh, I'll at least take a break to try. I mean, I'll try to take a small break, but I I do feel like um, I always want you know a project to be working on. So I don't know how long I'll be able to do that, but. Um, the people in my life are encouraging me to take a little break. <laughs> yeah. um, especially because like, yeah, I can't take a break from YouTube. So this is like yeah. the break. I, this is the break I get, you know? So, um, but you know, I'm so, I'm already working on things for the next project. So I, I, I don't know. It depends. <laughs> it depends yeah. on how I'm feeling about it. Yeah. But so conceptually the next project could be two, two and a half years from now, something like that. You think? Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, it depends on if I start releasing it online or if I'm waiting for it to yeah. be picked sure. up a different way. So, sure. yeah. Sure. I, I, I cannot wait to see what, what comes <laughs> next for you. Honestly, you. I, I, I really can't. Um, <laughs> and then sort of my last question, and, and this is this is almost going to be a dumb question because you, you have many, many hours of video, which pretty much answers <laughs> this question. But as I said, we have 300 hours of this. We're watched mm -hmm. by a lot of people who, who want to make comics and, mm -hmm. and who get in their own way of making comics, yeah. get too worried about it or get too, I can't do it. I, I, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. So if mm -hmm. you could sort of summarize your best advice for one of those people, you know, uh, someone who, who does have talent and does have ideas, but doesn't have the confidence uh, in their ability to execute them. What would you say to that person to 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 help them make comics better? So, I mean, my my main advice, and, and I get that question, you know, all the time. It's like the the critical thing to remember is like nobody's gonna make your story, but you. Like you're the only one who has it, and like you know, it doesn't really matter, like, where, if, if you're not feeling, you don't have to show it to anyone right away, you can always redo whatever, you know, the most important part is that you just start, and, and you'll quickly find that, like, if, you know, I did a dummy chapter of Unfamiliar um, long before I started working on the real thing, and I think it, it breaks out of that, like, really scary, you know, part where you haven't even started. I just, I highly recommend that anybody, if you have a story that you want to tell, like, you ha you have to let it <laughs> give it a chance and and know that like if you're not happy with it you don't have to show it to anybody but you always have the opportunity to to try again the only thing that'll kill it forever is if you never try um yeah. so yeah <laughs> just just do it basically i know and that's so painful i mean i i got that <laughs> I advice <laughs> i got that advice so much and i was like no but like yeah. it really helps <laughs> yeah yeah do you do you do you think you would have made comics professionally if it hadn't been for the web comics? I don't know. I mean, I think um, I think it's incredibly hard. Like, I feel like you have to know people or yeah. or or get lucky or you know show up at. I guess they have portfolio reviews and stuff. But I, sure. I think for to tell, 
I mean, and they told us this all the time in school. They were like, you know, you have to go through your paces to be able to tell your own story. You know, that's why I was doing the whole storyboard revisionist thing. Cause they were like, okay, here's the path. If you want to do it, you become a storyboard revisionist, then you become a full on storyboarder and then you go up the chain. And then eventually when you're, you know, however old, maybe you'll get a chance to make something that you wrote. Um, but yeah, I think that the internet has allowed people to sort of skip ahead. And if you have a story that people can connect with, you can just go straight there and not be waiting and begging someone yeah. up above you to give you a sure. chance. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, I want to thank you for your time uh, today. I, I, it's, it's been a great interview. I've had a ton of fun. I, I hope you have too. <laughs> Uh, yes. <laughs> talk, talking about comics. Um, uh, let me do a little bit of house cleaning, uh, house cleaning, housekeeping. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna, we're gonna put me on a one, and I'll come back to you in a second, Haley. Um, yeah. So uh, I wanna, I wanna thank everybody for watching the show today. Um, if you're sitting at home and you are looking for a comic to read, plenty of people are still sitting at home, and comics are the best thing to read. I could thoroughly recommend you read Unfamiliar. It's a great book. Um, if you were to happen to buy it from us, uh, you, we would also you'll you'll also get a cool bookmark, uh, uh, two sided bookmark that Haley made. That I don't know how many stores got ended up getting these. I mean, this is not exclusive to us or anything, but we will send you a bookmark as well. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, so so do that. Buy a copy from us because that's how we keep this going. Um, I want to do a couple thanks. I want to thank uh, I, first and foremost. I want to thank my staff, Cat, Katie, Zoe. Uh, for running the store and you know and letting me have the opportunity to, to find the time to sit and talk to cartoonists uh, about about making comics because if I had to do all of the work that they do uh, there's not a chance that I could possibly be doing this too um, uh, I want to thank Jordan our producer for doing all the backstage stuff that none of you ever see I want to thank Ben for running the camera running the show today um, I want to thank uh, all of the members of the club uh, every single month we pick a brand new book. Uh, this is the kids club. We also have an adults club. Um, so depending on what kind of flavor you want, um, we always pick original ideas. We never give you garbage. Um, and, and we really, 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 really love comics. We want you to love them too. So join the club. Uh, and that'll be, that'll, that'll help you get good comics. Uh, the adult clubs all come signed um, with the exclusive book plates. The kids club comes with uh, buttons and stickers and stuff that we make, uh, which are pretty cool. Um, so, so join, think about it at least. Um, and finally, I wanna thank everybody who makes comics uh, because literally I would not have this job if other people weren't making comics. Uh, and that means I especially wanna thank Haley right there Thank you, Haley, for 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 you know putting the work in, making the work, and and just having something that's so effervescent and fun uh, that that the kids are gonna love. I I thank you truly from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for having me and for your kind words. <laughs> yeah, it's my absolute pleasure. That's it for the show. Uh, thank you, Haley. Thank you, everyone. We will see you all next. Oh, next month. Wait, hold on. I forgot the one thing. I always forget this until the last minute. Next month, um, I'm talking to um, Dan Santat, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Um, the book is A First Time for Everything. Uh, it is a really, it's a really beautiful story about when he was uh, like a 13-year-old uh, and went on a trip to Europe with his school. Um, and it's great. It's really, really a great book. And you're going to love this book too. So look for that um, about a month from now. Uh, and we'll see you then. <laughs>